Are you tired of spending countless hours in the kitchen every week trying to figure out what to make and constantly overspending on takeout? My guide, Well Prepped, is here to revolutionize your mealtime routine by offering you the perfect solution. Prep once, cook twice, and enjoy delicious, macro-friendly meals all week long. The food struggle is real. You want to eat well-balanced meals that taste good. You want to make most of your meals at home, but don't want to be a slave to your kitchen. You know you should be eating more protein, but don't know how in the world to get it in. You're overwhelmed with just choosing a recipe you have saved, so you end up getting takeout again. Insert well-prepped, a guide I created to take the guesswork out of efficiently making delicious, macro-friendly meals. This guide provides you with eight weeks of recipes. Each week, you'll prep once for 30 minutes, cook twice, and then enjoy eating all week. That's right. The two recipes will make you a total of six meals. I even made Instacart links for all the weekly groceries you'll need so you don't even need to think about grocery shopping. I'm all about saving time, money, and mental energy when it comes to feeding my family healthy meals, and now I get to share that with you. Grab your copy of Well Prepped at aishazaza.com. And from my kitchen to yours, cheers to eating well and being well prepped. Do you feel lost when it comes to nutrition, counting macros, and the endless information there is out there about optimizing your energy and getting into the shape you want? Jenny, the nutritionist has designed the nutrition program for ladies who lift weights and want to build muscle and decrease body fat. Vaguely eating less and working out more is not how you create an above average shape. Building a badass shape requires a strategy where your nutrition is aligned with your training and your plan is fine-tuned. Create Your Shape is Jenny's four-month nutrition coaching program to change your body composition, be taught the science of nutrition, and create a nutrition routine that runs on autopilot. The Create Your Shape program is open for enrollment June 18th through the 29th, and for Mindset Mile listeners, she's offering 10% off with code MILE10. Follow Jenny on Instagram at JennyTheNutritionist and go to JennyTheNutritionist.com backslash create dash your dash shape to learn more and to join the Create Your Shape ladies. Welcome to the Mindset Mile podcast, the show that'll leave you empowered to take action towards becoming the turned up version of your already awesome self. I'm your host, Aisha Zaza. And I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Mindset Mile podcast. How was your weekend? Where are you at in the world? I want to know. I love knowing where listeners are from. Shoot me a message and just say, hey, from Poland or wherever you are. If you don't know, I live in Santa Barbara, California, and we are having like the most epitome, gloomiest June and grayest May you've ever seen. <laughs> it's so sad. I miss the sun. I'm like, hey, I don't pay California prices to get Seattle weather. You know what I'm saying? Man. Anyways, I want to start this episode with another question and ask Asia question, which is what's your favorite sweet treat? So I'm actually a sucker for gummy candies. I love these gummy bears that I buy at Sprouts in the bulk section. They're like a 12 flavor gummy bear that just are the most perfect soft texture and they are 
absolutely delicious. So those might be my actual favorite, but historically I do love me a good sour patch kid as well. So sour gummy candies really are my kryptonite. So today I want to talk about procrastination because in some way, shape or form, we all procrastinate. And would you agree with me when I say that what is more painful than procrastination itself is knowing you're procrastinating? Isn't that just the most frustrating feeling? It's like you just become a victim of your own procrastination. It's like watching yourself shoot yourself in the foot. In fact, part of last week's episode, the Ask Asia question I answered, um, or part of it, I shared how one of the adult things about myself I feel like I slack on is taking action on somewhat important things like paying a parking ticket or, you know, making like specific phone calls, whether that's like to schedule appointments or a customer service type issue. (laughs) I do eventually get to these things, but it bothers me that I don't do it right away because they are usually menial. And I just want to eliminate the potential that I pay a ticket late or that I forget to do it all together. And those things really bother me. So that really is my husband's strong suit. He's really great at taking care of ancillary tasks right away. So all this to say, even I procrastinate, but I do know when I'm doing it. And I have learned to become aware of it and actually do something about it. And if you're like, but it feels so like you just kind of hate the feeling of doing certain things. And that's okay. Like it never feels good. Overcoming procrastination doesn't mean that you need to make certain things feel good that you don't enjoy doing. Like that's not what it's about. Going against the grain is probably always going to feel like you're going against the grain a little bit, but these things do become easier when you start to employ things that help you nip it in the bud. So I want to share with you a few ways that you can practice overcoming your own procrastination tendencies. So the first tip I have for you is to pick up pebbles, not rocks. So here's what I mean by that. A lofty to-do list is a form of self-sabotage. It's not that there aren't actually that many things you need to do, but assuming that you can get to 15, 20, or 30 things in a day is not only overwhelming and draining to think about, but it fools you into thinking that planning is a part of actually doing. So maybe you even do this with your business, right? You list out like all the things that you need to do, and then you make lists for those lists, and you try to get organized, and you become over-organized. And what you're actually doing is just adding to the procrastination, I'm all about being prepared and prioritizing what's urgent. So don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying stop making lists, but don't make things so big that you can't pick them up because the rock is too heavy. To make sure that you actually get your to-dos done, you have to make sure your list is made of pebbles that you can pick up. What are the things you can and need to get done in the next 24 hours? That's what your list should be, not your life to-do list. So instead of writing down, get taxes done, 
Maybe your task for that day is to organize your receipts into month piles, or maybe you create the spreadsheet for your write-offs. Starting the task is half the battle, and I'm convinced why we don't accomplish more is because the amount of prep work certain things need in order to get that task accomplished. It's like painting, right? Like painting itself isn't that bad, but it's the prep work. It's the taping everything off, sanding, covering everything, getting the paint brushes and trays and paint cans ready, right? Like it's just so cumbersome to get all of that work done, but doing one thing at a time and turning them into pebbles makes it so much more palpable. So here's another real life example though. Like if there's something that takes a lot of research or time spent before you make a decision, like buying a new car or you're looking for a new bed, then maybe what is on the to-do list for the day to accomplish that task is scheduling 30 minutes to read reviews or start a Pinterest board so you have a place to save your information and ideas. Okay, so it doesn't need to be, when you look at your to-do list, it should not be the end goal if you know that the end goal is not going to get done by the end of that day, right? Like if you're buying a house, buying a house, yes, that's like on the to-do list, but you're not gonna get, that's gonna be on your to-do list for many days. (laughs) Like that doesn't happen in one day. So break the task down into pebble size things. So if you feel like the reason you're putting things off is because you're overwhelmed with where to start, take a look at each of those things and what is a pebble-sized piece that can help you get started. Ritual knows it's basically impossible to get all the nutrients you need from your diet 100% of the time, so they made a multivitamin that helps you focus on what's important. I never miss a day of taking my Ritual Essential for Women 18 and Over multivitamin. I love knowing I'm taking a supplement that fills key nutrient gaps and supports my foundational health. There are nine key nutrients in the two capsules I take daily, and I love that it's soy-free, gluten-free, vegan-friendly, and formulated without GMOs. Instead of striving for perfect health, aim for supporting foundational health. Great news. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com backslash mindset mile to start your subscription. Or if you already have one, you can add the multivitamin essential for women 18 and over to your subscription today. Did you know that stretching can help people with chronic pain issues they never thought would go away? Like pain in their lower back or feet where plantar fasciitis can happen? The problem is, is that stretching requires more time than just a few seconds or minutes, and ropes or bands won't pull your toes down and back the way a stretch therapist does for a more effective stretch up the entire leg. I've found the solution, and let me tell you, it's a game changer. I've been using the Castle Flex. It's a patented device that allows you to hold a grip-weighted aluminum bar with your foot in a specifically designed foot hammock that pulls your toes into complete dorsiflexion, which allows your entire leg and glutes to get stretched at the exact same time. It feels amazing. This device is like WD-40 for your achy bones and tight muscles, let me tell you. It has sold out seven times since launching in 2021, and they don't do sales, but I got us a code for our community. So take advantage and get yourself one by going to castleflex.com. 
That's Castle, like C-A-S-T-L-E, and Flex with two X's, F-L-E-X-X, castleflex.com, and use code MILE10 for 10% off. Your body will thank you. Okay, now on the flip side, you may have heard the saying, eat the frog. The pebble tactic will work well for some personalities, but for others, the best thing you can do to beat procrastination is get the thing done you want to do the least first. So you're just tackling the whole thing and eating the frog, right? Because let's be honest, like frogs are gross and they're weird looking and nobody really wants to eat them. We got to eat them though. I love when I actually employ this tactic because it shows me that I was kind of making a bigger deal about whatever the thing was that I needed to do than it actually was. Like, for example, calling to make an appointment or deal with some kind of customer service issue. I make the phone seem like it's going to weigh 100 pounds when I think about how long I'll need to spend on hold or what if the call gets disconnected or what if I can't reach anyone that's helpful or I don't get the thing done, right? It's the the idea of potential time wasted that's painful, but it's still something that needs to get done. But it's not going to get done if we just keep thinking about it and dreading it and putting it off. When really, when I actually just dial and start the phone call making process, I'm like done before I know it. And I'm like, okay, that really wasn't that big of a deal. And that feels good. It motivates me to eat the frog more often because after that, the other to-dos feel easy and actually like kind of enjoyable, right? After the frogs, you get to eat gummy bears. Win-win. So eating the frog starts your day off with momentum. And you'd be surprised how much more focused you stay when you can get the big thing done instead of lollygagging. So what are some areas of your life you know you're putting off eating the frog? The third tip I have for you is to schedule something fun that you have to look forward to. So I know this may seem counterintuitive to plan for fun when you're thinking about being productive and getting things accomplished. But my theory is that when you plan for balance in your life, the work feels a little bit more palatable. When we procrastinate, we tend to worry and feel anxious about the things that are hanging in the balance, right? It's the open tabs in your brain that keep us suffering, As if worrying is a constellation that says, see, I'm not having any fun. Isn't that almost as good as doing the work? But no, it does not equal anything besides creating unnecessary suffering. So think about your fun as a carrot. What can you dangle in front of you that motivates you to get the work done knowing you have a reward waiting after? It can look as small as a walk break with your favorite podcast or a planned girls night at the end of the week or a warm bath at the end of the day. If you're someone that just trucks along thinking that you have no time for anything recreational because there is always more to do, then guess what? You're going to be aiming for a target that's always moving. There will always be more work to do. So I want to remind you that you are productive and you can be productive even though you don't get everything done. Being a type A personality is definitely something that I know type A personalities take a lot of pride in, but I want to encourage you that you can be a B and a half, 
Okay. Be a B and a half. It doesn't all need to get done right now. You will be more productive by getting something done and recharging your batteries than you will thinking you need to be fully drained in order to take a break. Okay. Lastly, know your peak times. Going against your natural current is always going to slow you down big time. So if you know that you are most creative in the morning, do what you can to schedule your day around getting work done during that time. Use the times in your day where you have a little less energy or mental focus to do other things that are brainless, but still necessary. So maybe that looks like doing some chores around the house or writing your grocery to-do list for the week or or even posting to your social media channels because that is the only time that you can do something brainless, but you still really want to do it. These things are still necessary and important, but they aren't urgent. So knowing your peak times and maximizing them are going to help you beat procrastination because you're going to be optimizing your time instead of trying to make a square peg fit into a round hole. So those are my four tips on overcoming procrastination. I really hope that this helps you recognize your own procrastination patterns and gives you an idea of how you can spin things to take action instead of keep putting things off. And please do me a huge favor. Send this to someone who needs this message and tag me on social media. I love seeing which episodes speak to you and it gives other people the opportunity to find the podcast. I cannot wait to see you next week, friend. And until then, make it a great day.